You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Roy, and it's our job in 2022 to make your life easier. Now, we can't come to your house and tidy up. We can't reply to your boss's work emails, and we're not allowed to give massages, unfortunately. But what we can do is give you the best new recommendations of what to watch on the big screen at the cinema, if you're allowed to go, and on the small screen at home, if you're locked up in the house, because that's just the way things are going at the minute. But Roy, have you have you got your massage qualification yet? Or are you still waiting on that? Oof. Well, I feel, you know, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, existentially, yes. Legally, no. That's what I was worried you were saying. I'd like to cancel my appointments, please. <laughs> now, while we can't give you massages, we can give you wonderful prizes and giveaways. And thanks to our good friends over at Chicago Town Pizza, we have a 200 euro one for all gift voucher to give away to one lucky winner. All you have to do is head over to the website www.joe.ie to be able to chance of winning that competition. Now, we did promise you amazing recommendations. And just before we get to those, Rory, this week marks an amazing anniversary here in Ireland, a bit of a life-changing one. Would that be fair to say? Well, it definitely it definitely was for, I think maybe it was a life-changing one in time, but it's one of those things that you don't realise until years later, the impact it actually has had on your life. Uh, yeah, so just, just this week, Netflix, UK and Ireland celebrated the 10-year anniversary of when the the Netflix app essentially launched over here. Happy birthday, buddy. At a time before Netflix essentially became like a shorthand for watching television for and chilling with so many people. Before they even start making their own stuff, they were just like a, a glorified almost DVD rental service, uh, but as of this week, 10 years ago, they launched and became the number one app that was downloaded in the UK and Ireland. Uh, and, you know, is it fair to say they've had a, they had some success? <laughs> you know, I think, does anyone not have a Netflix account? Well, I know half the country has my flipping Netflix account. <laughs> anyway. They've all got my account login uh, details. And whenever I log in and try to watch it, it's like, no, your ma's watching it over here and your brother's watching it over here. And I'm like, it's my Netflix. Get off it. Mm. Um, to celebrate this anniversary, as you said, they've had a minor bit of success. And something that they kind of branched out into over the years is launching their own Netflix originals, whether that's TV series or movies. And what we've done today is we've picked out five of our favorite Netflix original TV series. And there are so many that didn't make the list. We were actually had a pretty lengthy argument for about four and a half minutes yesterday talking yeah. about all the ones that didn't make the list. So please do let us know your favorites. Uh, you can get in touch with like uh, wherever you see the big reviews here on Joe.e social as well. So, um, so if we have missed any out that are your particular favorite, do let us know. But these are the five that we've picked as our favorites. Number one. Pick number one is Mindhunter. It was released by Netflix back in 2017. And 
We're still waiting on that elusive third series from David Fincher, but this concerns itself with the setting up of the behavioral science unit by the FBI. And that might sound like a little bit clinical, a little bit boring. So realistically, it's a couple of agents going around talking to some of the most horrific and terrifying serial killers in American murder history, asking them about why they killed their victims, how they picked their victims and how they killed them as well. It's claustrophobic. It's creepy and it's pure class. January 1974, they'd just moved in two months prior. My partner and I were first on the scene. He was feeling for a light when something bumped him. That's when we found the little girl hanging from this pipe. Jesus. I found someone to take over who will be very good for the BSU. He wants to expand the unit and he intends to make our approach practice. Tell me, who's the one you want more than anything? Manson. I'll get you, Manson. Number two! Our second pick is Russian Doll, which to date has only had one season, but I do understand the second season is in production. Uh, it's Natasha Leon, who maybe most people remember from American Pie, um, or maybe Orange is the New Black. Uh, who would have thought an existential comedy about reliving what feels like the same day over and over again would hit so hard <laughs> with audiences in the last year or two. Uh, it, it's it's very funny, it's very smart, the performances are great, but kind of like Palm Springs, which we talked about a lot last year, it, it, it does seem to have hit a particular chord uh, at this particular point in time because we are essentially just reliving that same day over and over again. Sweet birthday, baby! No, life's short, carpe diem, et cetera, right? What I do in my time? It's my choice, baby. Hey. Oh my God. Sweet birthday, baby. What was I just doing? What? What do you mean? I'm out of here. Number three. Pick number three is Bojack Horseman. It premiered on Netflix back in 2014. There are six seasons available to watch and they just get better as they go on. It is stupidly funny in places. It is poignantly heartbreaking in others. And if you've ever thought to yourself, do you know what? It's a cartoon and I just personally can't relate to a giant talking horse who walks around his hind legs and has intimate relationships with both humans and also other animals and wears clothes, then trust me, you're, you're wrong in that. You will be able to relate to it because as weird as that sounds, uh, it is absolutely wonderful. Bojack Horseman. Oh, is it this guy? Oh my God, he's got a gun! Relax, it's a lighter. How much lighter fluid can I take on the plane? And before you answer, remember I'm a celebrity. Number four. Pick number four is The Haunting of Hill House, which was the first proper standalone horror season that uh, Mike Flanagan gave us on Netflix. He, he did follow it up with Blind Manor, which was kind of more romance than horror, and then he followed it up again with Midnight Mass which was brilliant, but I still think Haunting Hill House is his masterpiece so far. He is working on another one. Um, it's kind of a time jumpy, this was then, but also we're revisiting now family uh, of, of kids and then as grown-ups going back to the same house that they, they grew up in and how the events that happened to them as childhood, uh, in childhood has impacted them as adults. Uh, very, very spooky, but also got a real emotional good punch to it as well, uh, just like all good horror should. Now I want you two to get good rest. What if I have a bad dream? 
sure we can handle any dream you have. What if I dream that you sent us away into the dark and we get hurt? Really hurt? Number five! And our final pick is Ozark. Now, if you hear the description for this show, it's a mild-mannered family man who teams up with drug cartels in order to sustain his family and protect them and discovers that even though he's a good guy, he's really good at being a bad guy. If that sounds like a Breaking Bad knockoff, it doesn't do Ozark justice because it's got a deadly leading duo of Laura Linney and Jason Bateman, uh, a phenomenal supporting cast. It's smart, it's tense, and it is an absolute must-watch, and it's only a few weeks ago until the brand new series of it arrives on Netflix. Money, that which separates the haves from the have-nots. Patience, frugality, sacrifice. Deciding to invest in your family's future and taking responsibility for the consequences of those actions. So as we said, whether you agree or disagree with the ones we've picked, we don't really care. But please do let us know um, if we have missed any of your favorites. Of course we care. I feel bad saying that. Of course we care. Um, I don't so care. Please. Rory doesn't care. I do. They're yin and yang. Sort of job done. And now it's time for our big screen release this week. And we're talking about one thing and one thing only. Ah! Rory, did I pronounce that correctly? It's pretty close. And I'm surprised you didn't go with big screen release because it was right there. Uh, uh, that would have been way better, wouldn't it? It is the annoyingly titled Scream, which is not to be confused with the original movie Scream. And as I said, should have been called Five Cream. Replace the S with a five in the title. Um, it's Nev Campbell, David Arquette and Courtney Cox are back. Wes Craven, RIP, is not. Uh, he is replaced by the guys who made the very decent horror thriller Ready or Not, uh, horror comedy thriller Ready or Not, which I would highly recommend you check out. Um, how to talk about this without... Because if you've seen the trailers, the trailers are very... The cards are very close to the chest and then there's a knife going through those cards straight into the chest because everyone is potentially either a killer or a victim. Wow. Uh, they're not giving away too much of the plot, so we're not going to either. But I will say that if you have been keeping an eye on the internets recently, the early word out of it is everyone is kind of floored by A, the quality, but they're saying it's as good as the first one, and B, the screenplay. Everyone is saying the writing is like top-notch. And that will indicate that there is some clever twists on the way. Like, I know Scream always has a twist anyway. Right back to that first one where you thought you knew who it was and then the ending and you're like, oh, I never actually thought this would be how this turns out. Uh, and it's constantly tried to recapture that original twist ending magic. So Five Cream may be the one to finally... Uh, you know, bottle that again. Uh, and I, as a massive horror fan, I'm very excited for Aunt Doherty to go see it because, uh, did you hear that little scream at the start where he attempted to name the film? Ah! That will be him for two hours in a cinema. It'll be great. 
Yeah, for real. Just for the record, I absolutely love the first five cream film. And uh, to this day, it's like, I can't, it's whenever we used to have landlines in our houses and we used to phone each other and pretend to be murderous killers down the phone, which you probably wouldn't get away with now these days. Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. But as you mentioned, if the guy's behind uh, Red Air now, which is so much fun and uh, just, as you said, highly, highly recommended. Um, if they're putting in the effort to make this, you know, an amazing comeback for the Five Cream fans and the iconic cast as well, then all here for it. And yes, apologies if you do go and see it at the same time as me, because I will be Five Creaming myself the whole way through. Oh, I, I would have, I would have used a different phrase, I think. <laughs> screaming the whole way through. Here we go. This isn't funny, Amber. Would you like to play a game, Tara? Now, this is a story all about how a guy's life got flipped upside down, and I'd like to take a minute to so just sit right there, okay. and I'll tell you about the new trailer for Bel Air. Very good. I don't know about that, but listen, I don't think my career in rapping like Will Smith is going to go anywhere, but uh, well, as you may have... It's about you, as good as Will Smith's career in rapping. Oh, you can't say that. He is the original Fresh Prince. He was amazing at it. Anyway, mm. <laughs> again, my standards of rapping uh, really come into the fore here. Um, so back in 2019, a guy called Morgan Cooper made a fan film, like a short film slash trailer about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, everyone knows that's an iconic 90s comedy. But what he did was he reimagined it as this HBO-style gritty drama. He said, like, in the style of Ryan Coogler. And at the time, loads of people fell in love with it. And they were like, oh, my God, you have to check out this amazing family trailer of uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And as with anything on the Internet, you know, they can reach a massive audience and eventually this trailer found its way into the hands of Will Smith, who saw it, he loved it, and he signed up Morgan Cooper to make a real-life version TV series. And that's what we have here now. It's going to be released on Peacock in the United States on February the 13th. So we can watch Peacock here in Ireland on Sky or on Now. Uh, we haven't got an official release date for Bel Air just yet. But um, from looking at the trailer, it does exactly what it says in the tin. You'll see if you watch any of the original series, uh, all the familiar characters, obviously with an updated cast, and little moments and hints at moments from that previous 90s comedy. But uh, it was uploaded to YouTube by Will Smith himself, although probably like an army of people doing it for him. But this is what he had to say about the trailer. He said, three years ago, my guy Morgan Cooper uploaded his fan trailer to YouTube showing how he envisioned The Fresh Prince as a drama. Now, here's the first look at his retelling of the story that's always been so close to my heart. Can't wait for you guys to see it February 13th. So this is, Will Smith fully believes this is bringing The Fresh Prince to a new modern generation because it will be more modern set. So it's either that or you have to put up with my rapping again. So this is a little sneak peek of Bel Air. This time we'll try to make you forget who you are and where you came from. Don't let it do that. Damn! 
Jeffrey Thompson, house manager. Will! Oh, Will! <laughs> Ten years is a long time. It's now time for the small screen releases that you will be able to watch in the comfort of your own home this week. What have we got up first, Roy? Up first is Pig, which is the movie that everyone is kind of shocked by because the, the I guess like the elevator pitch is Imagine Taken with Nicolas Cage, except it's a pig, um, which does sound weird. But apparently it is a, uh, a very almost like existential drama that deals with uh, a truffle pig hunter owner who's played by Nicolas Cage. And his prize truffle hunting pig is taken and he has to find the people who took it and get his, get his pig back. And again, I know as I'm describing it, it sounds like a comedy, but... Uh, it's not, apparently. It's um, everyone's talking up Cage, how he should get um, a Best Actor nomination for this because it's all about how he has kind of isolated himself from the human world and this truffle pig is essentially the only kind of source of emotion, emotional outlet that he has anymore. Um, and also goes into like, it does a deep dive on like the culinary arts and how, uh, you know, there's parts of culture and... And arts that people completely overlook because you just you don't think about the ingredients or where they come from. You just kind of consume it, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's added to now this weekend. Uh, and if you're looking for something completely different, I'm kind of digging Nicolas Cage's comeback vibe. Uh, he seems to be picking some very odd projects. Some of them are not great and some of them are like pig, which ends up in like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So here we are. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. I've only heard amazing things about Pig and again, we'll watch anything that Nicolas Cage is in. So uh, no, cannot wait to see this one when it's released this week. Our next choice and recommendation is Afterlife. I know it wasn't on our five favorite Netflix uh, originals, but this is a show that is just beloved by so many people. Uh, this is the third and final series is coming to Netflix on Friday, the 14th of January. And whether you like Ricky Gervais or whether you severely, severely dislike him, uh, whichever camp you're in, um, again, he doesn't care about that because this is going to be a massive hit for him uh, whenever it is released, dealing with uh, his main character, Tony, who is dealing with loss and grief and basically being an all-round nasty guy to people. And then whenever he decides to be slightly nicer to somebody, it obviously, that's a good thing. Um, now, he did tweet, because uh, people were worried going into the third series, he did tweet the following message because he hasn't uh, given away too much about the plot for series three, but he said, it's the best one yet, and I promise the dog does not die. So that's good. I don't know about the pig in pig, but the dog in afterlife definitely doesn't die. Plus, he would tweet saying it's the best one, yeah. Like, he's not going to tweet <laughs> saying it's the third best one. It's the third best of the three. So, we'll see. I thought not caring was a superpower. I was wrong. Caring about stuff, that's what really matters. Kindness, making other people feel good. What are you doing? Just sprinkling a few of my dad's ashes. 
On the carpet? Yeah, it was his last request. Oh, was it? So, two of you, out. Take your rubbish with you. Rubbish. Ah, that bit went in my mouth. The other must-watch at home is Eternals, which feels like it was just dropped in cinemas like two days ago, but it was in fact November, I think. Um, it's got that all-star cast. We chatted to Barry Keoghan about it and also briefly Angelina Jolie and also briefly uh, Brian uh, Terry Henry. Uh, so it's got lots of famous people playing MCU heroes across thousands and thousands of years. Um, it didn't do super great at the box office, so the actual uh, talk of a sequel is eh. But so many people got so thirsty for that mid-credit sequence with that kind of arrival of the big, big superstar that I would be very surprised if Marvel don't greenlight that particular character getting their own spin-off movie from the back of this. So if nothing else, uh, people would be very happy to see that particular person, and I'm being very careful with every word I'm using uh, and being able to see them in that costume at home whenever they want. It's interesting as well because if there is a, a sequel greenlit, uh, it would be good to see if Chloe Zhao comes back for that as well because she had an amazing year with Nomadland being released here in Ireland at the very start of the year and winning the Oscars mm. for that film as well and then rounding it off with an Eternals, which as you said, felt a little bit underwhelming for a lot of people who did go to see it, but available to watch at home on Disney Plus this week. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. How long do we have? Seven days. So those are our small screen releases. And now it's time for, even though it is a new year, it's time for an age-old rivalry, centuries old, as myself and Rory do battle to the death in pizza and a movie. And by death, of course, I mean, we both pick a movie recommendation that you should watch that will go perfectly with your Chicago town pizza as well. And we hope that you pick our recommendation. So Rory, mm. um, I know before Christmas, I won all of the pizza in the movies that we did. Nobody really needs to go back and check that factually. Just take my word for it. But what are you picking for your first choice for pizza in a movie for 2022? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm going to pick a co-host who doesn't lie about results. That's the first time I'm picking. And second of all, considering Scream is out on the big screen, I wanted to pick something that would celebrate that movie. And I was like, could I pick an original Scream movie? He was like, no. Will I pick a, like a 90s slasher to celebrate? And I was like, mm, maybe getting closer. So I picked Wild Things uh, with Nev Campbell, which is available to watch on Netflix right now. Uh, and Wild Things is the twisty, turny, erotic thriller with Nev Campbell, Denise Richards, uh, Matt Dillon, Kevin Bacon, Bill Murray. It is trash. But it is like the best type of trash imaginable. It is, ah, it is chef's kiss. It is, I just love that film so much. It's awful and I love it. Um, <clears throat> and just, yeah, to celebrate Scream, Nev Campbell. Here you go. Welcome to the town of Blue Bay. Hi, Mr. Lombardo. Hey, girls. So where's your hose, Mr. Lombardo? 
where innocence can seduce. He started rubbing my shoulders. Accusations can destroy. Yeah, no, that's a, a perfect connection. I did think you were going to uh, pick Scary Movie originally when you were building up to it. Oh, but yeah. then, no, Wild Things is uh, is a great shot. And I do know how much you're obsessed with that film. And as you said, like an unbelievable cast with so many people you forget are actually in it. Okay, so that's that's a good choice for Pete's in the movie. For my one, um, it was released in 1997. It's a sci-fi action comedy that spawned a whole movie franchise but don't worry about any of those sequels or anything it's all about the original which turning 25 years old now this year uh means it qualifies as a bona fide cinema classic <laughs> um and actually the two leads remind me of me and you Rory. one is young and slick and one is really old and grumpy and grizzled it is of course will smith as agent J. And Tommy Lee Jones as Agent K in Men in Black. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. We'll take it from here. Who the hell are you? INS Division 6. There is no Division 6. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. Just absolutely love this film, but so many happy memories. I'm going to date myself um, here because I remember being excited as a teenager uh, when I was able to record off the radio uh, on Atlantic 252. Uh, Will Smith, again, back to the rapping, <laughs> uh, doing the theme tune to Men in Black. So, um, for my pick this week for Pizza in a Movie, it's the 1997 classic, um, Men in Black versus Wild Things. What do you reckon? Got it in the bag? Me, I mean. I mean, it's it's uh, it's they're two very 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 different ones. It was, I'm still reeling from the fact that you were recording songs off the radio. I mean, that's such a I mean, it's such a flex. It's such an odd thing to just put out there into the world. Just be like, I don't care. Who knows? Did I say me? What I was doing. <laughs> I remember my granddad telling me that he recorded songs off the radio, including the theme tune to yeah, Men like, in Black. So. Buy the tape. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I bought my blank tapes. Um, so those are our picks for Pete's in the movie. So you can check them out on Joe Instagram as well. Make your choices there. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week's show. On next week's episode, we will be taking a look at probably one of the most beautiful looking films of 2022. It's the brand new film from Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley. And before then, though, we have a very special big star bye-bye. Who's going to finish off uh, our show for today, Roy? Well, uh, we, we just missed it by a day or two, but the first episode of the second season of Euphoria has landed in Ireland this week. Uh, to, so to celebrate, uh, we thought we would dive back into our interview with Zendaya, who we spoke to just before Christmas for Spider-Man No Way Home. But because uh, we didn't get to use that interview in this setting, it makes perfect sense. So we can go back and see what she had to say about the <clears throat> love stories and friendship and working on that massive blockbuster that I now think is officially the eighth or ninth biggest film of all time in the history of blockbusters at the time recording and celebrate Euphoria coming back to the big screen. So here is Zendaya. Well, I think you know, it was important to all of us, and, and I think, you know, we're in such great hands. John is such an incredible director and, and so thoughtful, so I never really have to worry about 
um, about things I think maybe you would typically worry about, especially with like a female character and being in a film like this, like being a damsel or those, I, I never have to worry about that because John has such a good hold on that and he's always very respectful and thoughtful when it comes to those things. Um, but something we did all talk about was just like maintaining the heart of, of the film, which at the end of the day is these, is the relationship between MJ and Peter and, and Ned. You know, because that is his his core. You know, those are his his best friends, his girlfriend now. You know, um, and there's something so sweet and pure about this the love um, that they share, and we've watched them grow from the first film to this one, and we've kind of you know I we watched the audience fall in love with these two characters falling in love. You know, and it's been really sweet and beautiful, and now there's all this chaos that surrounds it. And so as soon as something really sweet and lovely happens to Peter, then like, of course there has to be something else and something that yeah. takes it all away. I don't know, for us it was just important to always remind the audience and ourselves that they are just young people trying to figure it out and they're doing the best they can. You know, Peter at the end of the day is just a kid and he's just trying to do the right thing. And um, I think that's the same with his um, with his two right hand people. You know, they're just trying to to um, to help him get through it and try to get through it themselves. You know, because they're like, this is now we're getting thrown under the bus. <laughs> We don't want to complain too much because look what he's dealing with, you know? So they're just trying to hold each other up um, and keep each other together. So always going back to the humanity and the human element of, of the story is important, especially when there's like so much going on. You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs> <laughs>